What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, man, y'all done tuned in to another episode of All Truth No Chaser. Y'all know we got some housekeeping, so let's just knock this out real quick. If you haven't already done it, go over to Instagram, give your boy a follow. That's All Truth underscore No Chaser, All Truth underscore No Chaser. Whatever platform you're listening on, I think we got a good conversation that y'all gonna enjoy. Go ahead. Give me a follow. Share this with your peoples. Let's build up our community. You feel me? And you know what? Let's not talk about this no more. Let's just get into it. Okay, everybody. I know. I feel as though this conversation is going to be uh, very informative to just what the other side of fatherhood looks like. Um, And I honestly think this is going to be a blessing to a lot of people. So today I'm very fortunate. I got my man, Eddie. Eddie, I've known you since high school, right? Since high school? High school. Wait, how how tall are you, bro? 6'10". Okay, so the fact that he's 6'10", we did not play football together. (laughs) Yeah, I was basketball (laughs) again. Yeah, he... Eddie played basketball, but we ran in the same circles. And I think um, within the last, uh, I don't know, man, five or six years, that's when we really, because we run in the same circles, that's when you and I really, even though we've known each other since adolescence, I think that's where our relationship really kind of bonded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair? Oh, yeah. Eddie, man, um, how long you been married, bro? 15 years. 15 years. And so uh, the reason why I asked you to participate in this episode is because you've been very blessed to adopt two wonderful children. Why Why did you decide to go that route? Um, um, I mean, I would say me and my wife, we... You know, we try to, you know, have children, you know, um, naturally on our own for, you know, for a while. And in 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 um, and my wife had to have, you know, surgery. She actually has to have surgery coming up in the, in the next within the next couple of weeks. Um, again, um, so. Um, what she had to have before? I'm sorry, say again. What she had to have surgery before? Uh, she has the fibroids. Um, you know those are those like a like a like she has a assist. Awesome. Okay. So she yeah. has fibroids. Yeah, she has, she, and they're and they're like one of them is like real big. So, so she has just, to, she has to get the removal. Just for clarity, right? So fibroids are um, muscular tumors that grow mm-hmm. on the wall of the uterus. Mm-hmm. They can be as small as an apple, as big as a grapefruit. Um. Mm-hmm. Fibroids typically affect women um, between 30 and 40, even while they're going through menopause. It can even happen after menopause, but there have been reports that after menopause that some fibroids do shrink. There is no rhyme or reason why people get fibroids. A lot of times they just tie it to family history, that type of thing. Um, and for black women, um, they have fibroids more than we see in any other race of women. But there's not like, um, how did this happen? What did this come from? If your mom, if their parents, if their parents, if 
if the mother dealt with fibroids, they say it's like a three to four times more likely that their daughter deals with fibroids. Um, I was reading that obesity can be an effect with fibroids and how you eat can assist with, uh, like if you eat a very like clean diet, that can help with how you deal with fibroids. But if you eat a very meaty diet, that can make it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, most fibroids come with heavy bleeding, feeling full um, in a pelvic, like the lower stomach. They can be painful during sex. It can be painful for during urination. There's complications during pregnancy. So like if if she has fibroids, uh, most likely they have to get a C-section, a cesarean section. Um, it's very rare that fibrosis, if I'm saying that right, um, leads mm-hmm. to infertility, but it can lead to you having problems mm-hmm. conceiving children just for health reasons. You know, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to, I remember you mentioning that. I wasn't 100% sure, but I, I did want to kind of do some reading up on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear, as men, we hear fibroids, but it don't that don't mean we really know mm-hmm. what that is. Mm-hmm. So when you found out when you found out that your wife has fibroids, that it was going to be difficult for you guys to conceive naturally, like how did that make you feel, bro? I mean, I didn't I don't know, I guess because I already had a daughter. Um, it didn't I didn't really feel like a certain way. Like, you know, I think with some people they like, hey, I wanna have, you know, this many kids or this and that and the other. I think for me, it was just, I'm going to let God dictate that, you know, like I didn't say, you know, I didn't get frustrated or I didn't get down on myself, you know, because, or or down on her um, for that. I just said, hey, I'm just going to let God move in that, you know, move us in the direction he wants us to move in. And I think when we, you know, we, you know, collectively did that, it was like, okay, well, hey, you know, we found out, hey, there was a, was a family that we know that uh, they adopted, uh, I think they adopted 10 kids. No, they had, they adopted eight kids. So they have a, t- a total of 10 kids. And so, and we met with them through church and stuff like that. And we just saw how, you know, that interaction was with, you know, the kids that they had. And, uh, and we were just like, wow, you know, we, you know, we just kind of just, that was like a, a visual, uh, I guess like a, a, a visual of actually seeing, you know, how that was. And then I think uh, being with them and then also just saying, hey, you know, maybe that's what God is, you know, God's plan is for us, is to adopt, you know. Did you feel like with your wife, she felt she was letting like you down and you were no. having to like encourage her? Or it was just, it is what it is. Yeah, I was more like, like I said, I was more like, hey, it is what it is. I'm not going to stress, you know, I, I wasn't stressing about it. Because she did ask me. She was just like, you know, how do you feel if, you know, we don't have kids? Is this is why y'all were dating? Did she ask you that? Um, well, no, this was, um, I would say this is probably like, probably three, four years down the road when we were married. You know, so did you and, know she uh, had fibroids or there there might be some problems conceiving before y'all got together? No, we didn't know. We didn't know. Like, I think she because she had her surgery 
I think I want to say it was even long. It was longer than that because she had a surgery probably like three or four years within our marriage, and then that's when we were kind of like you know I think it, I think about a couple more years after that. That's when we were kind of like you know we kind of saw like hey, you know she never you know we never you know conceived or anything. And, did y'all have the job when y'all were dating and courting and have the kid conversation like? Yeah. You know, I would like, you know, maybe we can have two kids, boy and girl, like that type of conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were because, you know, because, again, I already had one. And then we were just kind of, hey, yeah, we can have a couple kids, you know. And, you know, really just never thought of, you know, it was just more just, it was just casual. We didn't really, we, you know, we just thought, hey, it was just going to happen. Yeah. You know, you know it's going to happen naturally. And uh, so... But you know, years you know, years on down the line, you know, she had her surgery. Then, um, I would say probably like maybe about five or six years in the marriage, it was just like, you know, hey, um, you know, this is a this is a you know, this is something that I think God put on our heart to do is to adopt kids, and we saw that there was a need, you know, especially in the state of Texas. And, and not just state of Texas, but in 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 the whole United States, there's a big need. Yeah, um, I think one out of twenty five families, one out exactly. of twenty five families have adopted. Exactly. So, and it's a big need to to adopt children, you know, because there's a lot of children uh, out there that need homes. And um, and, and initially, we wanted, you know, we was going to adopt boys. We yeah. Adopt boy. so before you got before you got to the stage of adoption. Mm -hmm. Did you have to figure out how to maneuver? Like, was it for you and your wife? Was it really like, okay, we can't have kids and y'all just, it wasn't, there wasn't any like disappointment within you guys that y'all had to manage? Yeah. It was just like, all right, on to the next one. Yeah, we, we really wasn't. Honestly, man, we wasn't. It was no disappointment, you know. Um, it was just like, okay, well, you know, what does God have in store for us, you know? Yeah. And and yeah. I just think uh, with that, um, and then we started going to, so we did a, a, a what is it called, a foster foster care adoption group. You know, we were in, in, you know, we did that, and then we start, you know, started seeing other families that were uh, either fostering children and adopting, and uh, and then we, you know, it was just like, hey, this is, I think this is what God wants us to do. You know, this is, uh, he put, you know, because when he puts it, you know, we put something on your heart, then it's like, okay, you gotta, you gotta follow through, and you know, and, and go with what he says. So, uh, so we did that. We we wanted to. Cause we wanted to adopt, you know, boys, you know, and um, and it was crazy, crazy story. We, um, you know, we finally got a call to, you know, to we, we did foster to adopt. So that was, that was that's what we did at first. Yeah. Um, so we um started getting all this stuff, you know, all this boy stuff. We got, you know, it, people donated a whole bunch of things to us. Um, uh, Clothes, and, uh, boy bed, the whole everything, night. all this, it was a whole bunch of stuff. And so, the, you know, the people called say, "Yeah, you know, we got this, 
we got this uh you know and it was a baby you know so that was a different thing too it was like oh wow this is a like newborn newborn baby and so uh they told us you know that the you know that, that the boy was available so then they called us back i want to say maybe 24 hours later they said oh it's not a boy it's a girl <laughs> okay and we were like okay you know we want a boy we got this boy stuff <laughs> um, but we, again I was like I think it was like God said hey you know you, you asked for this you know and, and you and this is you know this is on your heart so now you gotta follow through <laughs> yeah girl so we you know we couldn't say no you know, um, so we got a little girl. And uh, so, you know, her name is, you know, I don't know if I can say, can I say, I don't know if I can say. Her I name mean, you before. can, you can tell us your baby name. Yeah, so her name is Kisa, you know, that's what we named her. And uh, so, uh, got her, she was seven days old when we got her. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just a, a sweet little, old, I mean, just tiny, tiny I could, I, mean, I got big hands. I could just literally hold her in my in the palm of my hand. Yeah, she was like maybe three or four pounds, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so, um, got got her. So fast forward, we had her for about sixteen months. Okay, and they called us again. They called us again. It was like same mother. Called us again. Say okay. That was a little boy, you know. The mama had a little boy, and uh, and and this time it was a boy. Yeah, you know, it was a little boy. So, and then and and we were just, you know, at that time we were like, okay, we're just gonna adopt one child. Well, we ended up adopting two. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, yeah. So and she was, you know, I'm be honest, she was a good baby. Yeah. She was a good baby. No problems. Ate, slept, good. Little man, different story. <laughs> different story. I mean, he 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 was a sickly baby. Had to go to the hospital a couple of times. Uh, and I spent almost about nine months never sleeping. Uh, and I was coaching football at the time. So you 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 get these these beautiful babies, and that's a great thing too, right? Because they don't have to feel alone. Do you guys have yeah. one? Of, like, do you guys have a an open or closed adoption? Yeah, it's closed because of the situation of uh, of, of uh, the mother and all that stuff. Yeah, we yeah uh, yeah we had to because you know the mother has previous kids that are older, and uh, and we also had to change their names and stuff like that. So yeah, do you so. Do you think? Are you so she? We, like, will you tell her that she's adopted? Of them? Would you let? Them yeah, know they know. Adopted? Yeah, they already know. Yeah. And yeah, we yeah, we've been meet, telling them if they wanted to meet their birth mother. Would is that an option? Uh, that's something that I know. I don't think we've gotten to yet uh, because they're so they're still so young. Uh, I meant like for you, like um, for you and your wife as y'all. Discuss this part if they come to you in the future, you yeah. know, high school, college, whatever, yeah. and they decide I want to meet her. Is that a right. is that a pathway that will be available to them? 
I mean, honestly, we haven't discussed that far yet. Um, because right now we just, you know, they know. Um, we and we've been talking to them, you know, you know, over time, just kind of yeah. letting them know. I mean, they're re they're real receptive. Of it. I mean, because they're smart kids. I mean, they already kind of ask questions, and they and they, you know, and, and especially Kisa because she's like highly intelligent. So she's already she was already asking. She's eight now, so yeah. she was already asking questions at like five. What you mean asking questions? She's like, "Hey, you really my daddy?" Well, no, not no, not necessarily. But she <laughs> was asking like, she, you know, because when you know kids they start seeing, you know, they see mothers that are pregnant or they see babies, then they start asking questions like, "Hey, uh, how was you know how?" They, and it's mainly geared toward my wife. Right. Uh, well, how was I in your belly? Like, those type of questions. Yeah, those type of questions. And then okay. that's when you have to explain to them, okay, hey, uh, this is the, pro you know, this is how things were and things like that nature. And, and talk to them, you know, kind of just casually talk to them, over, you know, a little bit over time. Yeah. But they do know, I mean, and uh, we, we didn't want to keep that from them because we didn't okay. want them to know. Like, they uh, know, so maybe they know, but they don't have a full understanding. Exactly, because because I think it's because of the age, right? You know, they're still young, so uh, they, and we'll tell they, them they got more. The words they have the word "I'm adopted" in their vocabulary, but they mm -hmm. haven't necessarily attached the the meaning behind that as a exactly. Name. But as they yeah. get older, that conversation will evolve that way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. We'll tell them more about the story and about er everything, and because um, you know you have to keep age appropriate. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so that, yeah, so we 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 definitely know, and uh, we're ready to you know when that when that time comes. Uh, but the main thing is we we wanted to talk to them about it because we don't want them to get that from someone else. Yeah, and it'd be like a yeah. shock. To them. Do you feel like yeah. the fact that you guys did go the route of adopting that um because typically right in the I would imagine when I say typically that your wife tells you that she's pregnant and then you guys have like this um pregnancy journey and then mm -hmm. baby's born in a hospital and you know mm -hmm. you guys um if all things are healthy between male, female, husband, wife, you guys end up having like this bond of closeness. Mm -hmm. Was that the same for you guys when you brought baby girl home as a newborn? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because that, I mean, it's like, it just, I mean, brought, I don't know, man. That was, that was just magical. Like, just to have uh, another. A little one in the house. Whole house feel different. I mean, it just it changed the whole dynamics, man. It really did. Yeah. I mean, so it, it just I think it did, definitely brought us closer together. Um, and then we got a little man. Well, that was we really really <laughs> having two babies at one time. That was something. That was something else. It's a tight spot. Do you yeah. feel? Me? Do you feel like the dreams you have for yourself are the things that you didn't accomplish? Those are the type of goals and ambitions that you want to see your son achieve? 
No, not necessarily, because I'm I'm more I think differently. Like I'm more uh, I want him to achieve the goals that he wanna achieve. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I want I wanna put him on a path. Like I wanna find my I feel like as a father, my job is to find out what he likes to do, find out his passion, and encourage him to go into the passion that he wants to do. Because I feel like when he when you do that, he's going to First of all, he's going to appreciate it, and he's going to go after it more mm. because it's what he really wants to do. You know, and I've seen, like, some fathers, like, uh, say, hey, well, I had to make the NBA, so I'm going to teach you how to play ball and make it to the NBA. Yeah. And I'm like, that may not be his passion. Especially you know considering your story with your mom and exactly. the mother of the – the mother of the WNBA, the mother of women's basketball. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you did really well in basketball. It didn't – did you go to – did you get drafted? Did uh, No, I didn't know. I, I just went to college, man. I played – You played didn't go to college to play and it was like was done. Yeah, I played three years and, man, I didn't play my senior year and I uh, got my degree. Because, yeah. I mean, you get – you know, you get burned out. So, um, yeah. you know, so this is, you know, yeah, but that, but that was the main thing was, I was like, okay, I got to get my degree. You know, I want, I want to finish school, you know, you so. Feel like with considering your history, do you think your kids would want to live up to that mantle? I mean, maybe may, they, I mean, at least make it to the top of the, the chain since your mother was. They may want to. I mean, I mean, I know my daughter was. My oldest daughter was not a sports person at all. Uh, she wouldn't have, she didn't want to have anything to do with sports. Yeah. Uh, you know, she did, she did cross country, which you know, which you know, she did that in middle school. But uh, and my and, and they, I mean, they're into gymnastics right now. Uh, one, you know, they doing the kids' sports. Yeah, and my son is in taekwondo. So yeah, uh, you know, so they they're involved in different things. But like I say, I just want them to whatever they are passionate about. I want to push them toward that. You yeah. know, I don't feel like I don't feel like it'll be because you know if like if, if if I see like my son or my daughter have a passion for basketball, I work with them and I get them the you know the, the the training and stuff that they need. You know, get them in the league stuff like that. But they have to but they have to want that passion. They have to have shown that passion to do it. You're not going to use yeah. your lineages as a motivational tool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do. I mean, they do know about my mom. I mean, they do know. Yeah. I mean, and my and honestly, my 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 uh, my uh, my daughter Keisha, she's never played before, but can dribble basketball. Like she's just athletic. Yeah, she can do. She can do anything. I mean, she whatever sport she want to play, she can do it. I yeah. mean, so um, so. Like I said, it just depends. It, you know, I think it's uh, you know, just really just encouraging them to just be do well. You know, do well in whatever you want to do. What did you uh, see different? What did you see different in your wife when the babies came home? Did you see a different side of her that you didn't know existed, or did you just see who she is? Amplified? Uh, I, I mean, I think I saw her as being more. Um, I would say. I don't know. I think that, that those babies, man, make you 
more i guess they 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 break it down a little bit like you know not in a not in a bad way but they do make you you know they make you more empathetic calm, I think. sympathetic understanding. yeah yeah they break it yeah because you ain't got no choice with them babies you ain't got no choice with them. they're gonna break it down. down oh yeah they're gonna break it down like no no them two, two, two in the morning sleep, uh, wake ups, crying yeah. in the middle, <laughs> and you got to get up and go to work at five thirty in the morning. That's yeah. Did you ever feel like, man, what did we sign up for? Like, dang, because you didn't, because you guys didn't. It's not like you guys had the opportunity to, like, the nine months of preparation. You guys didn't get to do that. So when the babies did show up, did you feel like, man, what have we done? Well, the first one, like I said, with Keisha, it wasn't that bad. Oh, that was a good one. But my son, my son, he pushed the he pushed the limits a little bit. On I'm not gonna lie. I mean, because like I said, I was. <laughs> so so y'all were deceived. You was like, oh yeah, we can take another baby. This light work. Well, I mean, I ain't gonna say light work because we knew we was getting into. It was just um, we didn't want. Well, the main thing is we knew that they were brother and sister, and we didn't want them to. We didn't want them to be split, right? You know. So uh, and and I think it was just a. It was a combination. It was a combination of him, you know, being hospitalized a couple of times because he had colic and he had uh, bronchitis. Uh, and then, uh, man, just he, he was just a he was just a different baby. He he was. Is this he, in Houston or was this or uh, like overseas or something like that? No, that was it. No, no, no. They're all Houston. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah both from Houston. Yeah. So when you knew they were going to have um, them. There, there were some potential complications. Did that make you feel hesitant? Or was it like they called you on Monday? We got this other baby. It's his, it's the brother of mm -hmm. the sister. Do you want this child or not? Yeah. Or did you? Die? I mean, I was, I was like, I mean, I think honestly, my, my wife was more like, "Are you sure?" And I was just like, "Yeah." You know, I was like, "Yeah." I mean, we need to. You know, I just felt like that's what we were supposed to do. I mean, I just, I just, I had no, I had no hesitation. This is like. I mean, when you say you had no hesitation, that means like even with the people on the phone, you like, all right, cool. Yeah, as soon as like my wife called me at work and and he, and she was like, yeah, there's a there's another baby, you know, they want us to come get they want us to come get the baby. I had I had no hesitation. When you say like, come get the baby, you mean like like right now? It was like in a yeah, the baby was baby was born. I think we got the baby like maybe three, four days later. Cause I, so how yeah. do you go about um like preparing for that? Man, hey, all I can say is it's like you know that was the thing too. We were um we were in the a group that you know with the, with the adoption foster adoption group. Yeah, and it was like when we let people know, hey, we was getting a baby. It was like people just started just bringing stuff to us. Like it was just, it was crazy. Y'all, man, we had pampers. We had, I mean, we had milk. We had all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. It was so crazy. I'm sorry? Y'all families. 
What was that like? Same way, man. They were just like, wow. I mean, they were just bringing stuff too, man. It was, yeah. Did they come stay with you guys while y'all was trying to get them broke in? Uh, my 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 mother in law did. My mother in law helped us out a lot. Uh, cause yeah. she she even helped with uh, my 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 stepmom and my mother in law kept uh the you know kept them the first few years. So wow. uh, so that was a blessing too. Like we didn't um you know we didn't have to have like childcare the first year with them. So we had someone keeping them as well. You know while we went to work. Um. So did you guys still had to like keep up your work schedules or was it like oh, yeah. maternity yeah. leave or it ain't none of that? Yeah, we had that, yeah, we had that. Um well, my wife with the with, with uh the first baby, um, uh, she stayed home. And so with me, since we and it, and it was crazy, the last so I was out of I was at a job, I was an athletic coordinator. Um and um uh, and so I, I didn't know anything about it. So we got my son. We got my son in, I think, the when it was like the beginning of May. So I was able to apply for it, too. Hmm. You know, because we adopted. And I, and I was able to, I, I kept him the whole month of May. Uh, wow. You know, to stay home with him. And, um, and then that ran over into the summer. So, I, I mean, like. Had a good, almost six months. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I was a blessing right there. Like, I was able to apply for that. And then I was like, hey, I'm going to stay home with my son. And I stayed home. I mean, I was with, I was at home with him every day. Do they? The this, whole month. Do, they, do you get money from the state or is that a foster thing? That's a foster thing. Okay. Yeah, when you foster, you get money. But once you adopt, you don't, you don't get uh, – it's all on you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have to like go through like checkups and like people from the state coming to make sure y'all is once you adopt this? Once you adopt, that's it. They're yours. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And like now, when you do, there is a lot of uh, paperwork. There's a lot of trainings and stuff you have to go to uh, when you in foster. You know, when you're doing foster care. Right. Uh, but yeah, once you adopt, that's it. Man, yeah. I was reading that they say uh, 4.5 million Americans are adopted, and that's 7% of the population. Wow. You know, so the I guess when I was asking about the, the child's mother, you don't think, I mean, you guys are beautiful people. Mm-hmm. You know, but do you think you'll ever have to deal with them trying to figure out um, their identity? You know, because... I could see, I could possibly see that, you know, one day. Um, and, I, and I wouldn't, I don't know how, I have to, like, again, I have to have a discussion with, with the wife, uh, but I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, like when they get older, I think, like, when they got grown. And um, they're more emotionally secure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you, did you guys feel as if y'all were having any like bonding issues or was everything just smooth? As far as bonding with the kids? Yeah. Are the kids oh, with y'all? Oh, no. Nah. Because we had them. Because the thing was, we had them so young. Like, we had them as fans. Yeah. So it's different. Like, so all they know is you. Yeah, we are, that's all, yeah, exactly. So we had, because we got Kisa 
she was like seven days old. And then we got DJ, he was six days old. Yeah. You know, so it was like that's all they that's all you know, that's that's all they know. Yeah. Uh and then and, and that was the thing too, because we were thinking because our initial plan was to adopt like a, a two year old. Mm. You know, like little little kid, you know, like a kid has already been been around for two years, and you know, and, but that was again, that was just not God's plan. Yeah, you know, that was just not His plan. His plan was just like, no, you're gonna get these babies, and you're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna you're gonna you're gonna train them all the way up. So, yep, yeah, man. I mean, I just think, I just think it's a beautiful story because typically, fatherhood has so many um, dynamics to it. Motherhood, mm -hmm. too, but fathers are so critical because even before your kids, you were, how long were you coaching? Man, I coached uh, before the kids. I was already coaching like 10 years. Because, I mean, that's an element of fatherhood, too. Like, do you feel the outpouring you had to do to those kids um, is probably why, like, you – when when you found out that your wife wasn't able to conceive, you already were surrounded by kids. Do you feel like that's probably why you weren't so um, heartbroken at the idea that conceiving naturally was going to be difficult? No, not really. Because again, I, I already had a daughter, you know. So right. you know, so having her already and having her so young, you know, I was you know nineteen twenty, so. You know when the when the when the kids came along, she was already. Let me see, she's twenty three, and Keisha's about to be nine, so she was already like 13, 14 years old. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, but with your wife, did you feel like for her, like you having to help her maneuver the fact that pregnancy is probably something she won't get to experience? Yeah, I think. I mean, I know you can't speak. I know you can't speak for yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah, I really can't because I like she from 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 my understanding she was cool like it wasn't an issue to her. Yeah. I think for her it was probably more how I felt about it mm. because I you know because we know people that uh, we have a couple friends that it's the same it was the same it was the same issue you know they you know the 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 the, the dads wanted to have kids. Mm. And and then they took a different step. They they went to the, you know they did the in vitro and you know spent a lot of money you know doing that. You you guys know, going that? We did, but then we were like, man, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> how much? I mean, we I mean we we know people that like went in a lot of debt doing that. I mean, we yeah, talked ten, tens to twenties of thousands of dollars. Exactly, <laughs> and, and it does, and it, and it's guaranteed, and it's not guaranteed it's gonna work. Yeah, you know, like I know people that put at least a hundred thousand dollars into that. Wow, you know, going, you know, trying, and one of them actually it worked for them. You know, they 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 were able to conceive. Yeah, but I'm just like, man, that's I mean, that's that's just a lot, you know. So I just felt like it was best to just do the option of what what God wanted, you know, done. Y'all felt like we have kids, but we we not trying to. We're not trying to be a hundred thousand dollars in debt behind exactly. it. And because so, my thing is, once you get them, you're gonna be you're gonna be more debt because you gotta take care of them. 
You gotta take care of him. That's you gotta right. take care of him, man. So you gonna spend? You, you already about to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and every and everybody's story is different. Everybody is well, allowed to write their story as it as it pertains to in vitro, as it pertains to adoption. Yeah. You are allowed to write that story how you see fit. That's true. That's true. It's all about the individual and the individual couples. You know yeah. what they what, what they want to do and what their what their plans are. So I can't say you know what way is right or wrong. Just more, hey, that's what we decided. You know, that's the best thing for us. So yeah, um, and I feel like we did a great. I feel like we did a great thing because um, our kids are thriving. Um, you yeah. know they are working. You know they're learning in school. They're learning. Uh, they're great communicators, and they are. They and they love each other and they beat up on each other <laughs> like normal siblings <laughs> they, do. They do their job. They do their job. Oh yeah. So they have fun. Man, I gotta tell you, man, I really appreciate you taking the time out just to kind of um, explain what this side of fatherhood looks like when the mm -hmm. babies aren't biologically yours and you go the route of adoption. I don't think we we. I don't think we talk enough about the parents who do adopt considering um, they're like a little under a half a billion kids um, mm -hmm. in the United States that are looked at are being prepared for adoption. And then I think I saw um, they said it was like 120,000 kids that are actually looking actively to be adopted. And wow. we know about adoption but mm -hmm. i see talking about it from the perspective of like no like my wife and i couldn't have kids but we knew we wanted kids and this is the route that we decided to take to adopt and it's been very successful mm -hmm. you guys um i also think it's great that you're not closed some people want to adopt and then they don't want to tell nobody nothing mm -hmm. and i think it's great that you're like yes these are our kids we, we aren't opposed to them meeting their birth mother, but we would save that for like down the line at a later date, you know, because you guys are putting your imprint on them as as you should. And man, I just, I just, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man, no problem. You know, just to share that you know adoption can be a adoption can be a beautiful thing. Like the unknowns are scary. Everything that's unknown, oh, yeah. it's scary. Definitely, it, it definitely is. Uh, and, and one of the biggest things people gotta understand is that you know, evil, you know, whether you having having kids naturally or having you know kids, you know, you're adopting children. Um, the main thing is is that with whichever one you gotta raise them, you gotta take care of them, you gotta nurture them. And you got to encourage them. You got to be parents to those kids because, you know, their situations, you know, you know, working in the school system, we see it all the time where you got people, they have the kids natural, but they're not taking care of them. You know, there's neglect. It's, mm -hmm. You know, it's abuse and it's those type of things. And so. Michael Jackson, you, don't have a baby. If you can't raise the baby. Exactly. You know, so you have these two different things, man. So 
I feel like, hey, if you're if you're a person that whether you have them natural or you're adopting them, take care of them yeah. and and teach them how to te- you know teach them, educate them, educate them the right way, uh, teach them how to be you know productive citizens in society. You and, know, I, and, and most people don't understand that when you're trying to raise a decent human being, yes, decent, that's what we need. That is hard. Work. It's a hard deal because you're dealing with all the different outside influences, mm-hmm. and it's hard today. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, being in the school system and seeing what you know parents are facing, you know, they have so much access. Uh, they got so much access, access to a lot, man. that they are not mentally, emotionally, and physically cared for, cared for and Oops. that in turn creates these behaviors, you know, exactly, and um. When you have inactive parents, you end up allowing those outside forces to mm-hmm. have too much influence over them. Too much influence. And I can say that because I'm a behavior coach <laughs> in the school. So I see the behaviors. I see the influences of the peers and uh, the Internet and the cell phone. And, man, it's, it, and, and, and the... Uh, you know the 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 outside other outside influences. I don't want to get too deep into it, but um, yeah. you know the way society is shaping things that make these kids think they have to act a certain way yeah. to be I cool. Got you. You know, I got you. You got that. You know, you got that's a big one. You know, so um, you know that is is it's difficult. It's difficult raising kids these days. So you're gonna have to really, really monitor, really. Uh, you know, talk to them, ask them, you know, really, uh, one of the biggest things I think that's great is to just talk to your kids and ask them questions, you know, like, hey, you know, it had to be anything major. It's like, how how you doing today, man? What's going on? Yeah. You know, and they don't feel like talking to you. Oh, well, that's cool. But it's going to come a day. They're going to, they gonna, but if you continue to ask those questions like that, it's going to be days they're going to come. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel they're gonna feel more free. They're gonna feel more free to come talk to you. Yeah. And I learned it with my oldest. You know, I didn't you know, I feel like um, you know, going back to the coaching thing, I was coaching a lot of years. So um I didn't really have that, you know, I was I was taking care of her and stuff like that, but I noticed until later on when she got older, that I needed to ask more questions and talk to her more, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and now I do that with my younger kids. You know, I'm like, hey, just simple stuff. Hey, how's your day going? What's going on? What you learning today? You know, just stuff like that. You know, and that, and then you kind of engage, like, what's, what their thought process is and what's going on with them, you know? Yeah. So man, I want to applaud you, man, this on being an attentive father. I want to applaud you for being an active daddy. You know, I'm trying. <laughs> and, and I think just showing that um, the heart doesn't have any capacity, you know, you you allowing your heart to grow larger for two babies that are not biologically yours, but you're making them yours is is a beautiful thing, man. And I just want to uh, like I said, I just want to say thank you again. Oh, yeah. Thank you, you man. for sharing your story with us. Um, I hope just. People hearing your story to look at adoption a little bit different, if that's something that they were considering, and to be hopeful about the process, 
you know, and that it is it is possible to take the route of adoption and for it to work out for everybody's benefit. And that there are communities out there that can help you, that want yes. to help you, that desire to help you, and you're not mm -hmm. by yourself in that community. And I think that's so important because when you don't know what you don't know, you don't necessarily know where to go to get the sources. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. You know? And um, I appreciate you, man. So with that being said, if you're trying to help God when he don't need no help, chances are you're already lost. Peace. Thank you.